0: Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today.
1: Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony DiRso. Today's Spotlight interview is with Steve Silbiger, Consumer TV Product Guru. Joining me today as my VIP co-host is the international empowerment speaker, Cynthia Mazzuffaro. She's a motivational empowerment speaker international award winner, and number one best-selling author. She's also an energy, medical, Reiki master, and powerful beyond measure life coach. More about Cindy at CynthiaMazzaFaro.com, and you can also check out the show notes. Hello and welcome, Cindy. Hello, Tony. How are you today? I'm just wonderful, and I'm so glad to have you once again on the spotlight as my co-host. Very much appreciated.
2: Thank you. I always enjoy speaking with your guests.
1: Me too. <laughs> and for our Spotlight audience, you are listening to The Spotlight where we focus on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on The Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of The Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to TonyDurso.com mobile from your Android or iPhone. And once it loads, past episodes of The Spotlight will automatically appear in column one. In column two is my other weekly show highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. Today we set the stage for The Spotlight to chat with Steve Silbiger, Consumer TV Product Guru. Steve started Plymouth Direct in 1997, following years of experience in the TV direct response industry. They merged with NPI Inc. to form Top Dog Direct, now one of the most successful marketers of, as seen on TV, products. And his talent is quickly bringing consumer products to market. Steve earned his MBA in marketing at the University of Virginia Darden School and is the author of the book, The 10-Day MBA, which is an international bestseller with more than 400,000 copies sold. All right, here we go. Welcome to the spotlight,
3: Steve. Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Well, great. It's such an honor to meet you. And I truly appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the spotlight. Lots of questions, lots of things I'd love to learn about direct response and the TV industry and your book. But first things first, Steve, we'd love to know more about you. And
3: could you tell us how did it all start for you? For me, um, my first job out of business school was at Nutrisystem, uh, selling diet programs to women with using television commercials. And I evaluated on a statistical basis the profitability as well as the effectiveness of the advertising. Uh, Then then after that, I went to go work also in Philadelphia at National Media, and that was the largest infomercial company. At the time, and there I was the researcher looking for new products and researching uh, products that came in to, to make the choices on which items we were going to do and those were long form commercials of a half hour very interesting
1: I got you let's start us off with some questions uh Cindy take it away
2: well I'd like to start Steve with understanding what it does, what it is that you actually need from the the designer, the inventor, when they bring a product to you, how do they get involved in that in relationship with your organization?
3: Well, it could range. Um, we've had things submitted where they were just a drawing on a napkin, literally, all the way to somebody who has had a prototype, patents, uh, logos, packaging, soup to nuts already done. But we're able to take a product at any stage, if you know. If it could be made, we have uh, manufacturing capabilities. Uh, If we need to create prototypes, we can do that. It's kind of soup to nuts. It depends. No two products are the same.
2: Wow, that's really amazing because I've often thought of some design things that, oh, we need this and we need that. and, And it allows people, lay people, if you will, to bring their creations, their envisions to come to be without maybe having the expertise, the engineering background, marketing background to really understand how to do that. That's really amazing that you can actually do that. It's kind of nuts and bolts all together in one program, in one store, if you will.
3: What we really need is a great idea and it can be highly developed or not. But the biggest thing and the biggest mistake for inventors is not doing simple Google searches to find out what's out there already. I hate to be the bearer of bad news when somebody's super excited about a product and then I have to tell them that it's already been invented. So that, that just uh, research, research, research is, is super important for a new inventor.
2: That totally makes sense. We need to be able to solve a problem, and especially if there's no solution to that, then your items can be more desirable. And um, of course, that means more items sold and more profitability. That's great. Well, that's helpful to hear. Tony? Steve, I'm very curious, what makes a
1: product good? You've got the experience. Take us behind the scenes and the t- in the TV okay. studio or whatever. Why do you think one product is really good because you can sell it and the other not? Kind of really educate us on this.
3: Well, we have seven criteria that, uh, for products that we're looking at. And because it's TV, our first one, it has to be a mass market product. It has to be a large market for it because TV itself is a mass medium. So number one would be mass market. Two, it solves an important problem for people. So to compel somebody to place an order on TV, it, you had to be highly motivated because there's so much that you're being distracted by. So it has to solve an important problem because it's TV, it has to have a visual demonstration or provide great benefits that a testimonial can bring to light. It um, has to have a cost of goods that allows for a large margin because tv time is expensive and nowadays fewer and fewer people are watching tv but the rates for tv spots are not going down whatever the product does it should work quickly that's a key because our people are impatient they're tv watchers they want immediate results so hopefully it works quickly the product that they invent uh, because they're shoppers as well uh, it should have a good value versus what's there already on the internet or at retail. Cause they'll want a great deal because it has to be motivating. So they can feel so motivated to make that phone call. And then it shouldn't be at a mass retailer already because that's where the money is made in our business. We advertise on television, hopefully breaking even or making a little money. Uh, and sometimes we lose money to fund a a TV campaign and then we sell it to the large mass retailers across the country. And that's where, uh, the money is made in the business as well as for the inventor.
1: All right. I'm getting you. So kind of paraphrase a little bit. It's got to be demonstrable on TV. It's got to solve a need. It's got to have a little bit of sizzle. It's got to be able to do the, Hey, get this now sort of because I really like this product and the price is fantastic and doing something else at the same time in my house can wait. It's got to be compelling enough. So I kind of get that. And if you go through these seven points in the seven checklist, is it is it something that you do or a team or is it or is it Bill who's the president and you say yes, no
3: kind of how does that process work a little bit more? Well, because we aren't a large company in personnel, we don't have bureaucracy. So we look at products every day. People are, in are submitting, and within the day, Bill, I, and Jackie will look at a product. Uh, it's maybe an email submission, video, whatever, uh, and we can make our decisions pretty quickly that we're interested to pursue a product. And I probably looked at eight or nine products today. We don't have much bureaucracy. There was one product where we met with the inventor last week, and if he gave us the go-ahead, we would probably have a commercial within eight weeks.
1: Very interesting. Okay, I get it. Kind of fast-track things very well. That's one of of the options or advantages of having a small group. You broke up quite a bit. I
3: didn't hear what you said. No, there's no committee and going to another committee. It's very action oriented, especially Bill. Bill has a short uh, a short attention span when it comes to product, so he knows what he knows, and we can make decisions very quickly.
1: Very cool. All right, thanks for taking us through that a little bit, Cindy.
2: So Steve at Top Dog Direct which is where you're the chief marketing officer what is the the biggest problem that you under um that comes across your t- table or your desk when when an inventor brings their thing what is the one area that tends to be um the loophole or the part that's not best defined
3: Okay again that what I had said before The product will come in and they hadn't done their research uh, that another product like that already exists or something like it is solving that problem already. And that would be number one. Uh, Number two, there might be a cost issue. Uh, You know, the, the cost of goods are usually a four time markup, sometimes five. And sometimes the cost of goods are too high for, for the product itself, and that might be an impediment. But pretty much it's usually the first, that there's other things out there.
2: Okay, so you'd actually like to see the inventor come in with the, some kind of analysis that they've done the the due diligence, the research, to see what the competition is, and to see how their new idea is different. What 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 is their idea that's um, going to solve a new problem compared to the other products that are already available to the public?
3: Absolutely, and so right. we give them the criteria that I said, the seven, and yeah. not all not all products hit all seven. But if you're hitting all seven, you have a much higher probability of working on television and making that happen. And it makes for a good commercial as well. Mm -hmm. So it all kind of fits together.
2: So, just a follow up to that how many potential inventions do you actually take to Top Dog Direct per year?
3: Uh, We do a commercial every month and a half. uh, On
2: a new product? On a new product?
3: A new product every uh, every month and a half is about our schedule Uh, we do it sequentially Uh, we concentrate totally on the projects that we're working on um, so that we sweat the details personally and we get the inventor involved as well uh, as from so they know their product best so if we're manufacturing uh, they'll be involved with the prototyping, the sampling, making sure that the product works properly. They'll be involved with the scripting of the show. Hopefully they have time to go to the show, to the filming of the commercial, and then they'll be fully involved or fully informed of testing results and everything else because the inventor, it's their baby. And we respect that. It's just like, uh, you had mentioned my book. That was my baby when I was a, a young person. And so getting that published, I had to work with other people as well. And I, I know what that means.
2: Right, right. It's great to be having um, all these team players that you bring together from your co- corporation. because um, And it's great that you allow the inventor to be part of that. And, and really, it's so integral to allow you to feel like your baby's being birth you know together um that's really great
3: the biggest joy is going through the whole process having the commercial you know be successful on tv and you know very quickly if it is and then to write monthly royalty checks uh to the inventor and i actually okay. do those those statements personally every month
1: this is the spotlight with tony dierso and cynthia Mazzafero joining me as co-host just ahead, we continue the chat with Steve Silbiger, Consumer TV Product Guru. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment.
4: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel.
5: America. America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Now you don't have to stay linked to your
0: desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
4: We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to tony at tonydurso.com.
1: Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with International Empowerment Speaker Cynthia Mazzafaro as co-host. Today's show is with Steve Silberger, Consumer TV Product Guru. His previous experience includes analyzing market data at NutriSystem, Inc., and acting as new product director at National Media, where he discovered and developed new products for infomercials. All right, and now back to the chat
2: with Steve. So maybe you could follow up since you brought up royalties. Um, I yes. know Tony probably was going to touch on this um, next. Was How does that really work? Um, since you are you have the team that produces the commercial, even manufactures it and all that engineering design. Yes. So how mm-hmm. can it, the actual designer or the inventor actually really make much money on it since you're really um, consuming all the costs to actually manufacture and delivering it out in the marketing world?
3: Well, without any risk to the inventor, we're going to, shoulder the burden and all the costs of of doing the commercial advertising it and putting it through uh, and selling them and we would pay the inventor a royalty on all sales through the direct marketing channels and then a royalty on all the sales through retail and the royalties is substantial and we have definitely sent million do- over a million dollars to some of our inventors
2: Wonderful. That's great. Congratulations on
3: that. Yeah, very cool.
1: Yeah, very cool stuff. Steve, I've been looking through your website and studying your bios and stuff like that. And your company goes around the country looking for things to sell on TV. And I thought that was really interesting. So can you take us through that process? How do you go, you, how do you go around the country and what do you do? And how do you actually find these products to put on your on your on your platform?
3: There are uh, dozens of inventor groups across the country, and we'll uh, pair up with an inventor group like we did at, uh, in Boston at uh, MIT, and we'll have a forum where they present, We might make a presentation, and then they'll pitch us. There are industry groups there where we had uh, inventors pitch us in kind of a Shark Tank format. Uh, so we've been to florida you know las vegas uh san diego and just basically the seven criteria as well as going to uh, to topdog.com people submit that way as well so we try to make an outreach as far and wide as possible
1: i got you makes good sense okay it's painting a nice picture all right let's take a look here what What tips would you have for a consumer product inventor and so forth? What tips for that person to learn and, uh, and implement in order to move forward with mass distribution of their product?
3: Hmm. You know, for us, obviously the seven criteria of success, um, I would uh, suggest that they create a prototype to prove out their concept if they can uh, take a video, and then send it to uh, t- to the inventors at topdogdirect.com.
1: Do you always need a video or a proof of concept when you're looking at whether or not you should take a product?
3: No, no. Like I said, we, we get things at all different stages. Uh, today, we actually received a product where the person created a little commercial actually uh they took some video on an iPhone and that's fine too it doesn't we've seen so many different items it doesn't need to be spot on for us to to recognize that the product is great or not. You know, uh, one of our biggest, uh, successes was be active brace. We had a pitch event in Philadelphia and he, uh, he put the brace on the, uh, be active brace on a colleague who had uh, sciatica. The, and it looked very simple, and she felt immediate relief. We looked at what the product was all about and how it was made. It looked like it did it it went that it did uh, did the trick it worked for her, and it hit all the criteria. it solved an important problem. It worked quickly uh, it was a great value. There was an instant transformation, and we were off to the races I like it. We can get some good products out there. Cindy,
2: do you have any specific genres or categories that are most um, sought after, whether it's animals or children? Is there any particular genre that you feel is is the hot items that are success, successful, as as seen on TV areas
3: are? Uh, we have a specialty, not that we reject other products, but we've had a lot of success in health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the population is aging as well as TV. The demographics of, of young people are not uh, watching as much television. And so an, a middle age to older demographic is great. And that that really fits to health and wellness
2: it's true everybody wants to feel healthy and happy in their life and and you're right that is the demographic that's typically watching tv so what are you actually as a corporation top dog direct thinking about doing to get into the iphones or the the marketing venue if you will that's not through television have you actually incorporated or considered any of those inroads in the future
3: yes uh As part of any even TV plan, if you're running a successful commercial on television, the half of the strategy is on the web. So we will have YouTube videos, we'll have Facebook ads, um, we'll have, you know, different ways to get to the customer uh, electronically, but it's all part of an integrated campaign. So the web, although doesn't start the campaign, it's part of the rollout of the campaign, because once you start establishing a lot of awareness, display advertising, Hulu, Facebook, Instagram, and all those places, as well as Amazon.
2: That sounds great. That's It, it is such a, a changing world. Our children are growing up, and, and I know, you know, you're more like my age as well, that our children, you know, very rarely sit and watch TV, and that. You know, we need to be able to find ways for them to see these great products to consume and, and to take advantage of as well.
3: And when you get to your phone, like, say, on Facebook, it, the product has to be even more compelling because that little five or ten seconds of video has to be pretty compelling for you to, uh, to click onto it. So the job gets tougher when it gets more electronic because those customers are really uh, distracted.
2: Yeah, I think they say those uh, videos on Facebook should be no more than, you know, like five to eight minutes long the most. I mean, you know, when you're actually doing a video, your commercials probably aren't even a minute long, are they?
3: The basic commercial we have is a two minute and then we have a one minute commercial. But those 10 second videos that are part of the commercial on uh, Facebook, they have to be super compelling. It's just uh, it's a different world. And multi, both people are multitasking, watching a TV or doing something else and reading and having their phone and looking at their Facebook feeds. So it, it's a tough challenge. That's why the look, the, uh, the search for the product is key, that it hits the criteria.
2: Very interesting.
1: Tony? Steve, this is really very, very cool so far, and I like this. Now, what about this? I have a great product or invention, but maybe it isn't right for your company. What are some of the key most successful actions that you can recommend to the spotlight audience that really works and needs to be done to sell anything, even if you can't put it on TV or whatever?
3: Well, there are obviously, we're looking for a unicorn that that meets our seven criteria and but there are many many other products that may be something for say home shopping network or qvc or a catalog item that be more specialized so there are a lot of routes for new products to be sold for sure as well as some start out you know uh you know, on, on Facebook with a small ad and a small budget, and then they can, you know, start their business that way. It's just when you get into the larger venue, when you really need to roll it out and you want to see a product at Walmart and all across the country to sell millions of units, it takes a real specialist at all parts. Like I'm not a media specialist, but we've hired media specialists to buy the right TV. We have a company that uh, creates our websites that are configured to take an order, and they're experts on that. So we we try to put together a team of experts, even when it comes to making the commercials, not just any producer creates the commercial. It's one who specializes in direct response. So that's that's kind of how you have to put it together but there are other ways you know you can sell on QVC but there you would have to have your inventory and if it doesn't sell you get it all back and you have to wait you know to be paid and that type of thing but there have been great success stories there very
1: very cool and I'm going to ask you later some more questions on that this is the spotlight with Tony Deerso and Cynthia Munzafaro as co-host just ahead we're going to find out more from Steve Silberger, Consumer TV Product Guru. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment.
4: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet, who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators, to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listen for
5: In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Enveloper, multimedia platform for women and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influence. Influencers, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.
4: Hear the stories, be motivated, be inspired. Join us today, Voice America Influencers.
0: You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDUrso.com.
1: Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Arso on the Spotlight with International Empowerment Speaker, Cynthia Mazzaferro, as co-host. Today's show is with Steve Silberger, Consumer TV Product Guru. By the way, Steve volunteers for the charitable organization Chosen 300, which helps to feed the homeless in Center City, Philadelphia. He and his family have two grown children and reside in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. All right, back to the chat with Steve. One thing that I want to make sure I ask that caught my attention, caught Cindy's attention as well in the bio, and we can't help but notice as well as applaud you on selling over 400,000 copies of your cool book of the 10-Day MBA. So now you just got to tell us, Steve, as well as the spotlight audience, how did you do that and what actionable steps got you those high numbers? Wow.
3: Wow. I feel like I was super lucky first. Again, I think I hit the market with a product that was suited to what was going on at the time. The 10 day MBA is like a spark notes to a top 10 business school education. So each chapter is marketing, accounting, finance, and what have you. And so people like something quick, but it's written for like the impatient student And the beautiful thing why the 10 day MBA has lasted these 20 some odd years and sells every year consistently is there's a new crop of MBA wannabes, two to three hundred thousand every year that are investigating going to school, who want to be in school or at school who use it like uh, to study for tests and that type of thing. My book started out, you know, uh, at William Morrow, it was bought by Harper Collins, and then we've sold it to over a a dozen countries, Uh, and so those royalties come in as well. So I've been super lucky, and the people who read the book send me emails, and every time we put out a new edition, it's in its fourth edition, it gets better and better, and it gets updated.
1: That is way cool. And I noticed that it's in the fourth edition now. Again, hats off to you and
3: congrats. That is very, very cool. And again, I, you know, I did not know how to market a book. I had a good idea. It was great. And I tried to do it myself and it didn't go anywhere. But then I I met a, a, you know, a a person who was already an author, gave me an introduction to his agent and uh, with a short phone call just like, uh, to describe it with an elevator pitch. He loved it. He signed it. He sold it that next week. So the right product at the right time, you know, <laughs> really pays off, but I had struggled to market the book, sending it into publishers for, you know, a year and a half and it was rejected by everybody. So it took that special, special help. So I, I thoroughly, Uh, empathize with inventors with trying to market their baby. So um, that's why, uh, you know, we take each product seriously.
1: Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. And I think it's more than you just got lucky, but I I appreciate the humbleness. I think it's a damn good book (laughs) to sell that many. That is very cool. Again,
3: hats off. Uh, And what was really great is, I pursued it and that was great. And I got this connection to someone who was an author who gave me his agent. But ultimately it came to that phone call where the agent was asking me what my book was about. And yeah, with the right product, again, just like with TV products, it makes the process so much easier. And that's why I immediately sold or like the Be Active Brace. He showed it to us. We loved it. We made the commercial, and within a couple of months, we were on air starting to sell the product. And that's how all these products, the best, the best products like Tag Away or our new product, Nerve Pain Away, it, it finds a market and uh, serves a need, and uh, away we go. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I love it. Cindy?
2: Congratulations on your book. As an author who just got published in April of last year, I'm just in the beginning stages. So really um, hats off to you. And it is quite a process. And I can't agree with you more where, you know, divine timing, synchronicity and having that contact that gives you that inroad to Um, the magic, how it happens, how it all synchronistically is supposed to come together. And what really excites me about your company, um, Top Top Direct, it really is a a doorway into um, creating the perfect pathway to bring your invention to um, final production and selling and really making it be a success. And, you know, I'm always talking to my clients and students about believing in themselves and reaching out after their passions and their purpose. And so often they don't feel it's good enough or no one's going to buy it. And they're they're limiting themselves. And I would really love to hear you give them kind of a, a talk, a pep talk here to really believe in themselves and to um, submit their inventions and ideas to you. So why don't you give us a, a minute commercial here trying to sell people into really believing in themselves and selling that item that idea to you can you do that for us
3: well oh sure if you have an idea first do your research like i said but what's the worst thing that could happen if you submit the product we could say no and that's it but if we say yes the process uh is shifted to us and we go for it um there's no limit we 've sold four million of those b active braces we've sold multi millions of mighty putty uh urine gone and tag away and what have you so from From the smallest idea to spotting a special niche to submitting, it's a small, small price to pay to make that little phone call or send an email to test it if it does work, because if it does work, you know, it's life altering.
2: I'm super excited. I'm actually going to start thinking about my inventions. I've talked about so many over the years and never thought about, you know, going to a patent lawyer and getting a patent on it and design and engineering and proving it works. And so I'm going to really start looking and opening myself up to maybe this is the next passion and movement I'm supposed to be doing. So thank you so much. This is really exciting.
3: One thing you have to remember, a patent is not necessarily it's not needed necessarily it's most important to be first to market not to be patented
2: because being at the, in the first to market you're already it's already your conception of idea so in a sense that you already own that is that correct
3: correct so when we do a commercial we're going to be advertising that very heavily we will be in the channels of distribution we'll have that spot at walmart where there's only going to be one of the B-Active Bracer. There are not going to be several. And you want to be first and furious with a, with a new product. Uh, patents could always be worked around, which is unfortunate. So I don't want to let your listeners think that they have to get a patent before they come to us. Most items are not patented at all. That's great.
2: And that's what I was saying. All my ideas, I remember I was thinking of a um... Hot water tank. The old ones were, you know, once there was a crack and it would flood your whole basement and it would be a mess. I always thought these hot water tanks should have a a kind of a pan they sit in, and once there was water detector in it detection in it that there would be an alarm like a smoke detector alarm and that then you would know right away that you have an eruption and um, the water is pouring out and so you could stop the water flow Um, but that was my invention that I thought of many many years ago and did nothing with it because I didn't know how to and I love that your um, company, Top Dog Direct, it's it's a perfect vehicle for people to bring ideas to you and they don't have to be totally vetted and, and manufactured. And I, I think that's just a wonderful, I love it. I love that whole idea that you're there to to be the vehicle to bring that to, to the public. And inventors
3: you know, usually are coming up with many ideas like you have, and so we leave the door open for inventors to submit over time where we, we establish a relationship, and they tell their friends, and especially through inventor groups, so inventive minds are always inventing, and let them do their homework, but we, we can quickly make decisions if something is good or not. And that's we, what we have. We have a network of inventors that bring us stuff all the time. And so like that item that you were talking about, the detector that is in catalogs already, uh, pre- that's a preventative item just in case, so, you know, you might have the, uh, the flood. So that really doesn't, that's that's a, a preventative. That's usually not a good item for television, but it's an excellent item for catalogs. So that's what if you would have brought that to me, that's what I would have said.
2: Great, and just hearing hearing your expertise, your feedback is very instrumental to inventors so like you said it does not hurt to make that phone call and i really encourage our listeners and inventors to believe in themselves take that leap of faith and reach out to top dog direct
3: and we have manufacturers where they are experts in what they do so if there's an invention and we send it to them to to create a production quality prototypes and what have you and for to cost it out they'll often say hey maybe you'll do it this way or they'll make improvements and we'll even have a much better product than when we started out and the inventor is always part of that process when we when we start really developing and putting something into production because it has to work and has to satisfy the inventor that their invention is fully realized and that's an exciting process let me tell you so it's cool thank you how exciting This is The Spotlight with Tony
1: DiRso and Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Just ahead, Steve shares more insights and his contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the
4: Voice America Influencers Channel
5: Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
4: we don't follow we lead. join us the voice america influencers channel
0: you're listening to the spotlight with tony d'urso we'd love to hear from you via email be sure to send questions and comments to tony at tony
1: now back to the spotlight all right, we're back with Tony Tierso on the Spotlight with International Empowerment Speaker, Cynthia Mazzafaro, as co-host. Today's show is with Steve Silberger, Consumer TV Product Guru. In addition to his MBA in Marketing, Steve obtained his undergraduate degree in Accounting and CPA at the University of Kansas. And now, back to the chat. Steve For a person to submit something to your company, does it have to be a brand new, unique invention that no one's ever seen the light of day? For example, last year, I saw this really great exercise product come out. There's dozens of them, but this one had some sizzle. It had a really cool design. It had a, it has a great logo. It's just got something about it that makes you want that one as opposed to others. So where there is a competition, is there, is there room to be in with your company or does it have to be a one of a kind?
3: Well, it shouldn't be a minor improvement on current products. There should be something significant. Different. There should be a significant difference. So we have people who aren't inventors at all that are product finders for us. Some products are out there in the marketplace and are overlooked. Uh, we've ha- we have manufacturers that bring us product. So, no, it doesn't need to be never invented. But if it, there are other items that solve the problem, it should be significantly better.
1: Okay. And with that, is there a cost to submit to your company or a cost involved? Some of these inventors may not have the kind of money needed. What does it take? Does it just take something good? You guys say, hey, I like this, and then
3: you guys run with it? Can you kind of go over that flow and give us some details? Yeah, we're definitely not an inventor mill where. We make money off the inventor. We take no money from the inventor whatsoever. We want their ideas. So the invention would be submitted to us. We'd get back to them. And from there on out, all the costs are borne by us. So the inventor, just like when I wrote my book, I wrote the book and harper collins printed it put it you know <laughs> printed it edited it, put it put, printed it out and uh put it out in the marketplace and i collect checks that's what this process should be like for the inventor this is not and then we don't we are not an inventor mill whatsoever we do not charge to review our products we are happy to review the products because we're looking for the next item if we don't come up with the next big item we're out of business
1: I got you. So there's there's just a a certain run or longevity, a lifespan to a product, a couple Correct. months or whatever. OK, got it.
3: Well, right. you know, we've had products that have lasted over 12 years in the marketplace like urine gone. So some products, you know, uh, are successful for a couple of years. Some have longevity, but whatever the, the person needs to do, you know, they can always get in contact with us at inventors at topdogdirect.com.
1: Gotcha. Thank you so much for explaining that. Very interesting. What a world. I love it. Cindy.
2: Well, I just think this has been fabulous. And I was wondering, have you actually ever created an invention yourself and wanted to bring it to the public as well? Do you have any hidden personal inventions?
3: I wish I, I've not done anything personally other than give birth to the 10 day MBA. That's kind of an invention. It starts out as, you know, from your head, but when we work with inventors, the expertise that we bring bill of 30 years and me of 20 some years and Jackie, we feel like the inventions that we take on from, from our inventors we have a lot vested in them financially and otherwise. So in that way, you know, I get my inventive juices flowing and we improve the products that are brought in. Beautiful. Really wonderful. We're always, we're always tinkering. We're always using the products. We make sure that they work ourselves. Um, and I just, there was a product that was a liquid product that, was shipped in to us and uh bill was saying i need at least three or four of these so i need to be testing that at my house and my friends and then we give the inventor feedback on how it works and from that we proceed with the campaign we have to really like the products that we do and most of the time we really like the inventors too mm-hmm. Wonderful. Why would you want to spend your day dealing with people that you don't like, you know, and we spent a lot of time with them. So it's a it's a very personal process, just like this phone call. But uh, that's just the process. It's uh, very hands on. You have to sweat the details.
2: I love it. Well, my publisher with my book, Morgan James Publishing House, they were very much more of a smaller um, publishing company and worked very closely with the author and, and the integrity of the book, not changing the title, not you know, stripping it it's like some of the major large publishing houses do do, where you lose the voice of your own birth, of your baby, your book. And so I also appreciated that with my publishing house. So I really appreciate what you're saying about you know the integrity of what the item is and working with the inventor. So that I, I applaud you at that. Um I think it is so important.
3: And the beautiful thing about when you have a TV product, it's not just a, like with our books that you said, you know, be on the bookshelf at Barnes and Noble or what have you. At the end of the day, we have a product that's on television, and every but millions and millions of people will see it. And then you get the satisfaction of not only making money but seeing it on the shelf. And then if you're an inventor, you're at you know at a dinner party or at friends or whatever. Most of those people would have seen that product because we spend so much on advertising. Mm-hmm. And there's something there's something to be said for taking a product from an idea to a product to a television commercial and then putting it on the shelf across the country it's quite satisfying
2: so you're bringing up the actual uh, trade the stores the WalMarts, of you know whatever the stores are they're going to hold it do you have to um show the those brick and mortar stores that the product is already profitable on the direct line before they actually put it into the stores
3: well the the way that a uh, direct response tv product is launched is on television and there we're going to get a response on television and pretty much immediately and based off of that response and share that with uh with our mass merchants we will be telling them that we've had a great response and that we're spending a lot of money on television to support their brands. That's why when you go to Walmart on the right-hand side, next to the checkout, that very coveted space for SC on TV products are because it's advertised and they sell a lot when they're popular because they're driven by advertising. So we do have a tight relationship with them. And so that's how that's why the results of our marketing are known by them.
2: So when you first put the, the item on the television commercial, are you selling them based on that, you know, call this number to order so many quantities, whatever. Are they just going back into a website to actually place that order?
3: They'll either make an 800 phone call or right. they'll go to a website and then directly purchase the item.
2: Right, and that's what I'm saying. So, based on that response, you then have that statistics to be able to go into the trade and say, and "We're getting a great response with the the media coverage and blah blah blah." And then, don't you want to cover this in your story? You know, and that, so I would think that there's important, valuable statistical data that you can then support and show the trade.
3: Absolutely, just the amount of money that we spend on a weekly basis to support the brand that is key to. Uh, you know, key to Walmart. And it's not just advertising in a sense where you're advertising and hopefully the customer likes it enough that they might go to a a Walmart and might see it. Here, we're actually taking orders. So through their response to the TV offer, we know that the customers like the product. If we run a commercial and even spend a lot of money on a commercial, but the customer isn't responding to the commercial, you know it's not a TV item and people don't want it. And the customer is pretty quick to tell us. Right, right. That's great. Wonderful.
1: Steve, would you like to provide any contact information of how our audience can get a hold of you as well as start on a process if they've got a great idea
3: pretty simple uh you know at topdogdirect.com is our website and they can uh, send an email to uh, inventors at topdogdirect.com they can include uh you know a simple you know description of what their item is Uh, if they have a video they can attach it if they have a one-page sheet of how they meet the criteria. Uh also at topdogdirect.com on the upper right, right hand side there is um a way to submit a product that way as well as there are a tab that describes the criteria criteria that we're looking for as well as our other products so they could feel comfortable that uh we're reputable and we take things quickly to market and we turn in turn them into hits that the product is right.
1: Tapdogdirect.com. Excellent. Cindy, do you have any closing comments for us?
2: No, I've just been really enjoying this conversation and it's so wonderful because such a window of opportunity for everyone and i encourage our listeners to be creative to believe in themselves and to really step into this window of opportunity like um steve said you have no reason not to reach out to us and um saying no to yourself is not giving yourself a chance so i encourage us all to step into um, believing in themselves and being that top dog
1: (laughs) All right. Well, such an amazing interview with Steve Silbiger, Consumer TV Product Guru. Steve, I just want to thank you so much for sharing all this with us and with the Spotlight audience. Just love it. Learned so much, opened up, opens up even more in terms of creativity. Let the juices flow. Thank you so much for being on the Spotlight, Steve. And thank you for inviting me. It's been great. Excellent. And Cindy, thank you once again for being a great co-host And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right. Keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on The Spotlight.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.